This is the Legacy Builder Podcast, show number 10. Home building is a sort of real risk, right? Especially from a speculative standpoint. I had a, a gentleman that kind of helped me kind of walk into this career path. We used to talk about it being riverboat gambling. And I used to kind of laugh at that and say, oh, I don't know if I could really compare it to that. But in essence, it is. You're listening to the Legacy Builder Podcast, seeking out successful people to learn how they got their start, what drives them, and what they want their legacy to be. This show is to document the success of the people around us and have it to learn from for years to come. If you're here to be inspired, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and enjoy the conversation. Welcome in to the Legacy Builder Podcast, show number 10. This is Chris Gibson with your co-host, Megan Gibson. And today we have a great couple as our guests on today. And we are excited to sit down with them. They are a couple that uh, live here in Cashin, go to church with uh, Megan and I, and are just a, a great resource to have to bounce ideas off for business and ideas off for life and as you listen to this episode i think you'll you'll see what i'm talking about because they have a lot of things that mirror what my life is as far as business owners started a business have multiple a big family and just being able to have them in my life to really look at and and use as an example or use as uh, how do they do this or how do they do that it's been a, an awesome thing and to have in my life, and they've been really, really good examples of how a Christian family business owner should be, and I'm very thankful they're in my life. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Brandon and Shannon Cotter are our guests, and we're glad to have them. Brandon is with Iron Creek Homes, and Shannon is with Modern, Modern Abode Realty, and... I'm really excited to have Brandon and Shannon on because for one, I have been picking Brandon's brain since I've known him about just different business opportunities and different things that I thought were good ideas. Sometimes Brandon tells me that's a bad idea. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he tells me that's a great idea. I think you should uh, go for that. Um, but we really appreciate Brandon and Shannon uh, out here in the cashing community because they're a really great Christian couple that a lot of people can look to. Uh, and guys, we appreciate you jumping on the podcast with us today. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thanks for We're excited. Fun. Yeah, and just to start off with, you know, just tell us a little bit about, you know, each of you and what, you know, what I know y'all both work together a lot, being both in the real estate uh, market, but kind of tell us about what each of you do. Yeah, I'll take the lead here. Um, I've been uh, operating in my own business for about 20 years, primarily just new construction, but as of the last four or five years, have gotten into the, to the residential land development side of the business as well. So trying to develop lots to stay out in front of my, my own building company to build specs and custom homes alike. Very cool. What about you, Shannon? Yeah, I have had the joy of getting to watch Brandon build his career over the last 20 years and kind of being the support for him through that. 
And this last year, I decided to jump on board with him and get my real estate license and uh, learn how to list his houses and sell his properties. And it's been really fun to see a new side of him and uh, create a new side of our business and our relationship. It's been great. Very yeah, cool. And before that, for those 20 years, Ashley told me, she said, I just, I would want to just listen to Shannon's story just about the homeschooling and having the, you know, the family that yes. you, you guys have five kids. And she's yes. like, I want to know how they do that because they are always put together. And so, you know, the, the homeschooling part, that was a big portion of your life there too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So my college degree is in occupational therapy. And so I worked with kids that had disabilities before we had our own kids and decided to stay home when we had the twins. And that's what I did for the last 20 years is raise them, which turned into three kids, four kids, five kids yeah. <laughs> as our family grew. And then I just felt a calling to homeschool. We had friends that were doing it and it was a wonderful, joyous season of our life. Crazy for sure. <laughs> five kids. And um, I decided that the Lord was calling me to start a homeschool co-op. So I did that and ran that for four years before we moved out here to Cashin. That was awesome. Met some wonderful families and um, made some great memories with our kids. Learned some leadership skills through that as well. And then we moved out here and put our kids in Cashin schools. Ooh. And yeah, it's been awesome. I mean, I was looking back, our, our twins, our seniors this year, and how much they've changed just the last four years, but especially since we've gotten to Cashin. They've changed, our family's changed and grown in amazing ways. Yeah, so everybody's in school now and we decided I'm gonna jump in and, and work hand in hand with Brandon and that's that's a great opportunity for you guys as a couple and and um, I'm enjoying watching kind of Shannon really take charge and do, and do some do some of that stuff on the reality side. So um, so Brandon, could you just go into kind of what got you started into new construction, how you started Iron Creek Homes? Yeah, Megan, kind of a long story to be honest with you, which I'll spare some of the details, but I graduated with just a civil business management degree out of OSU and had a short uh, career of uh, being an investment representative and having some securities licenses and whatnot. And we uh, actually had the opportunity to move back from Texas where we spent some time after Shannon had graduated at Texas Women's University with that occupational therapy degree. And, Moved back to get closer to home and start a family and um, actually had the opportunity to be a part of a church startup and doing so ran across the individual who was an electrician who uh, needed a little bit of help and guidance in his business. And so I jumped on board and kind of helped him through some rough time. And at the end of the day, we ended up partnering. And so I was exposed to construction by way of electrical contracting. Crazy. Um, so we partnered up for uh, two or three years and I got to see a whole new side of new construction and we were wiring homes and uh, it didn't take me long to kind of start questioning the numbers of new construction and how to get houses built even though I didn't come out of college with a construction degree. And so uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I do like numbers. I'm kind of gifted more on the administrative side of things, but I also have a unique artistic side of me too. He likes to have fun with design and, and uh, see when things come together. So uh, we, while that electrician and I were together, we took it upon ourselves to kind of jump into home building as a just kind of a test risk kind of scenario. And uh, hey, it worked. And I like what I was exposed to and um, 
through just through a course of things, we ended up departing one another from that business. And I just decided to either, you know, put, put a suit and tie back on and be an investment agent again or go into home building full time. And so, although it was risky and we had uh, the twins actually were oh, like, wow. just born, just yeah. born. So, you know, 18 plus years ago. So, perfect timing, not scary at all, jumping yeah, out to do that. Well, but yeah. the decision, and I think. She looked at me and was like, "You're doing what?" Yeah. And anyway, you know, jumped in and, and look back now. It's been 18, 20 years. Actually, about 22 from departing from a nice salary with benefits and but step, stepping into true business ownership of being an entrepreneur. And um, gosh, you can just see your hand in every season, and you look back and go, "Wow." So glad I did what I did, and and not that everything's perfect and it's easy all the time. It's not. It's really hard, but um, it was a uh, huge change, and, and it was great for us as a family too. I think over the long haul. Yeah. I loved that. Which we didn't even mention today. We are in one of Brandon's homes that he yeah. has built. Yeah, it is gorgeous in here. It's beautiful. The design is fantastic. So definitely, um, I think you made the right choice by being a home builder. Yeah, and. It, a lot of people might know this that are listening, but most of you may not. Brandon actually built my house, and we are very happy with what we have. And anytime I had a question, man, he was on top of it and knew exactly what was going on and had things uh, planned out for us. So uh, we appreciated him. And like you said, I think you made the right decision jumping out of that investment banking and into home building. And that's the thing is the numbers that's why i always call brandon and i'll talk to him about different things and we'll go over things and that's what he first thing he goes to is the numbers and how does this work and that work and uh, can you talk a little bit about the business side of stuff you know the homes and the building that, that's all one thing but how do you keep track of all of the business side of of everything that you do or do you? <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a really uh, kind of unfair question. But, uh, you know, there was a t- there was a season early on when life was not so stressful with five kids and running a business and going to all of our events and whatnot. Where I used to kind of get this weird fixation on looking at the numbers, uh, and then you get to a point in your life where those <laughs> numbers never uh, add up, and you've missed your mark on on budgets and whatnot, and and then you just get completely busy and sometimes the, can't forget what you're, what you're doing. But looking at the numbers, uh, yeah, that's where everything starts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had some, some really amazing business people around me that have taught me a few things. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's all about calculated risk, right? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, home building is a... It's a real risk, right? Especially from a speculative standpoint. I had a, a gentleman that kind of helped me kind of walk into this career path. We used to talk about it being riverboat gambling. And I used to kind of laugh at that and say, oh, I don't know if I could really compare it to that. But in essence, it is. There's a, there's a lot of risk that we put on the ground. And so taking calculated smart risks, whether that's looking at market conditions to interest rates to location, 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 right? It's very important. Um, and all the way down to the amenity package or the plan that you build is also very important. So, I man, the details matter, and they matter in most businesses, but taking calculated risks is, is I mean, that's, that's where it begins for me. 
Yeah, that's a great question. I did kind of throw it, throw a, a fastball at you there, but that's exactly what I wanted you kind of to hear you say because that's what you've told me before is, you know, it's, it's not easy. And you, do you want to take that risk or do you not? And you kind of have to let it hang out there a little bit or not. Or do you, do you where are you at with your risk? you know, factor. And uh, that's, that's a great uh, answer there to that. Um, Cause with me and with you guys and with Megan, we all have so much going on trying to keep all of that and juggle it all is, is a, is a fun thing to do. Right. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you guys, I want to talk about you just how to, what made you guys? Where are you guys from? Mm-hmm. When did you meet? And just kind of tell us about that life before you got into business owners and college and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm going to take it. Okay. <laughs> well, Brandon and I grew up together. In no fact, way. I think he probably met me the day that I was born. <laughs> we laughed about that. He's a year older than me. Our dads are best friends. We grew up in a small town similar to Cashin. So we grew up going to the same church, same school, all these same activities, vacations together. So we really knew each other. And it wasn't until we were freshman, sophomore, junior in high school that we actually connected and started dating. And from that point on, it was... tell I was a stud. And that what where, what town was it that Buffalo. you were Buffalo, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. Oklahoma. No way. I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah, that's right. So we've, we've known each other our whole lives and um, know too much about each other probably. <laughs> not much we can keep. That's keep why it works yeah. so well. Yeah. yeah. And so we went to college at OSU and we ended up getting married midway through college. And, you know, as he was talking about his business, I've always seen in him the desire to be an entrepreneur and a business owner, even in college. You know, he was always brainstorming things over there, um, opportunities he wished that we could seize even when we were still in college. So it's really been fun for me to watch him really come into himself fully, like what he's doing in his business is exactly where he should be. And he just continues to grow every, every year so. It's really fun. So sweet. I love that. So while um, you're thinking about the businesses in college, are there any that were like total flops that you're like, Brandon, that's not going to work or all of them good ideas? Looking back, we should have done every single one of them. Oh. <laughs> Someone went and did it. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. We just didn't have the money back then to, to do anything. But yeah. What was, was the best great. one out of those, Brandon? Do you remember any of them? Well, both of them were, well, one of them was, was, uh, well, multifamily housing, right? Mm-hmm. West of Stillwater. And then another one would have been uh, storage yeah. units. Mm-hmm. As you know, uh, both of those businesses are booming. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Businesses are, are good investments for, uh, you know, for people to start or run or have in their portfolio. So, mm-hmm. so early on, before you even got into the construction and real estate and building homes, mm-hmm. I mean, you already had that kind of in your head of, mm-hmm. man, this would be a great business to get into. So it's kind of mm-hmm. came full circle and got to that. You know, you were talking about you guys, you know, him bouncing things off of you, ideas, and y'all just didn't have money. You know, a lot of the people that we've talked to, their spouse has been that support person. And, you know, when you jumped off into the business ownership and she was not working and had the kids, what did that look like as far as, you know, for you, Shannon, what did that look like for you and that support, Brandon, how, how important was that support knowing that she was there to take care of the family side of stuff and Shannon, you know, he was yeah. taking kind of the business yeah. side of stuff. 
I can tell you that my trust in the Lord and my trust in him grew exponentially in that time because there's fear like are we going to have money to you know to provide for these kids and what are we doing and we're taking a risk now it's scary but every day the Lord provided above and beyond you know everything that we needed then and just continue to grow and grow and grow we had to submit to the Lord and say you know you've given us these skills and abilities and resources help us to do what we can do with them and return them back to you um as, as great as we can. And so it took sacrifice, a lot of sacrifice on our part, on his part, um, both with business decisions, financial decisions, me staying home with the kids, um, all of it. But we made it and we've, we're better people for it. Yeah, I'll add in there too, just <laughs> listeners that maybe, maybe they're double income earners and they're separate with their own careers, or maybe they work together as entrepreneurs and running a business together or whatnot, but there's definitely, there were challenges even with her being a stay-at-home mom and me running a business and, and all the, that I, she was taking care of the home front and taking care of our children and their schedule and just everything that a mom does. And I, there are, there were moments that I was, felt like I was kind of out on an island making some big heavy decisions and, and, but doing what a man is, is called to do, and that's to provide. Uh, but there were there were moments when, you know, the, we, we kind of got off on the wrong track. Like, she had her thing going, I had my thing going, and it's easy to grow apart and kind of just meet in the hallway, putting kids to bed, and yeah. getting them up <laughs> the next day. And, and so it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, I think most entrepreneurs or business owners, I mean, even anybody that just works and tries to run an efficient household knows that, but mm-hmm. um, you got to stay connected to the vine. And, um, but yeah, there's, uh, there were some, some moments in there where yeah. marriage can get tough, business yes. can get tough. Hey, yeah. I, I love that you brought that up because in my family, I mean, we have four kids. We don't have five. Like, we're almost there. But we're well. We're only having four. Yeah. But you know, we have that four kids. Actually, works full time. I'm starting up businesses, and we feel that. You know, we feel like we are being pulled apart. We see each other passing in the night. You know, and uh, how you say you got to keep connected to the keep connected to the vine. You know, what's that look like? And you know, as you guys have gone on. Brandon and I have had many conversations, which I very appreciate appreciate very much. Of hey, you got to take time for your wife. You got to do this. You got to do that. what kind of what what is it that really brought that out in you guys, and what really brought you guys back together to make sure that that was the first thing in your life. Another hard one, Chris. <laughs> I will say, uh, have to confess that, and, and of course, in, I was always in denial. But there were moments when you're building something and you're growing. It's easy to get addicted mm-hmm. to what to what you're working on. And there were moments when she, she, I was blamed for being a workaholic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no way you don't understand. I'm providing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a workaholic. Uh, but but if you if you stopped and pull back, there's probably the proof is in the pudding, right? It's, I pushed too hard uh, for a number of years um, for many reasons, but 
you can go back and see, okay, maybe I pushed too hard. And so I would say, and maybe you can attest to this, but probably within even the last three to four years, I've made a huge adjust, adjustment. And it's partly how I can run my daily schedule to not being so available to the public. And in real estate, you're kind of 24 seven, especially as a realtor or a loan broker or insurance, whatever. It's like people kind of expect in real estate to you're available 24 seven. And so you have to set some boundaries and set a schedule and then really commit to the things that matter the most, which are those kids activities and participating with them and their schedule and being available and, if it's my time to do the dishes, I got to do the dishes. <laughs> but, uh, um, no, I, and then the other thing too is you talked about bringing us together. Is uh, to be honest with you, is the kids do a lot of that. I think the kids also can tear us apart because of the schedules and the demands that they put on us as individual parents. Uh, even just trying to have a conversation with my spouse and the kids interrupt is frustration, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Staying connected to, to church and getting in that vehicle together and doing things that empower the family, um, both spiritually, but getting away on you know, a few nice vacations or for, for me, or for us, it was it was late time and just getting away. And she'd be like, this is the only, the only place that you can kind of become yourself. Is that the thing? Mm-hmm. You know, so those, those are just a few things. Stay, stay connected at church, stay involved with the kids. And you got to find something that you can do either for yourself or for your family to get away to, to break away from the monotony of the stress. Yeah, which I love that. I mean, I think any person who is building a business or working in general, finding work-life balance is so mm-hmm. hard. And you really do have to be very intentional about what you're doing. And I tell people all the time, you know, I work for other families so that they can get their home. But really, I'm doing all of this for my family, you know, and that's the number one priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. And the fact that, you know, I, I do watch you guys and Ashley watches you. I mean, every, we're in a small town. Model. Everybody yeah, sees yes. people, but, like, you know, there's people that really stand out in our life. And we see you guys a lot more because we do have kids the same age. And Ashley's always just like, they have five kids and they keep <laughs> together. But, you know, I try to tell Ashley, everybody, it's not perfect, everybody. everybody you kind of see that outside, um, but on the inside, it's churning, right? Everything's going. What does that look like on a daily basis for you guys to keep everything yeah. in line and going with the businesses yeah. and the kids? Yeah. Well, just kind of bouncing off of Brandon's answers, too, so much of what he said is true. And I think, you know, we're getting close to 50. Like we're nearing 50. And so we're about to launch our first. Um, I would never have guessed. I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> about to launch our first kids off to college. And so there's some per- perspective in all of that. And the journey, like he said, you know, when you're young and you know your goals, you know your strengths. And he's over here spinning these plates, building his business. And I'm feeling called to the kids and homeschooling. Our family's growing. We were spinning so many plates of our own, you know. And so I think looking back, um, what I've learned is that you can't, you can't spin all those plates. Like I used to think, oh, we can do it all. Like we can reach all the goals. But at some point you have to realize that um, there has to be something that gives, whether that's some plates off of each 
but you have to find something that um, brings you together. Coming to Cashin for us has been wonderful because it's kind of given us that funnel of where our whole family has been able to be involved in the school and the church and the community. And um, we're, we're all growing in our own ways here. And it's, it's together. It's not him spinning here and him spinning there. Me coming and joining him with real estate has been awesome too. It's just, it's just great. Um, but that's what I've learned is that you can't do everything. There's a season for everything. And when your kids are young, it's, it's a lot, it's demanding. Mm -hmm. It's so demanding of your time and your energy. And even if we were able to get away together in those seasons, we're tired, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you spend it napping. Oh, yeah. Nap first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We mentioned that kid that, you know, when we do get a date night, we feel like we just need to go get a hotel room and take yes. a nap. Yes, absolutely. Let's <laughs> recharge. For that. Yeah. There's a totally season for that. And we're in a new season now. Our kids are older and they're not as young anymore and they're independent. So it's exciting to embrace, you know, what this next season is going to look like for us but on a daily basis i can tell you when your oldest start driving it makes a huge difference <laughs> huge difference because having the twins two drivers to help out just getting themselves places and our younger kids places it's relieved a lot of stress for both of us we sounds like a dream yeah. like i can't even imagine yeah. Yeah. Or all of their friends yeah. are at your house yeah. because they can all drive to your That's home. Right. Yeah. You have five vehicles in your driveway. Yeah. Oh my goodness, how funny. Yeah. It's like, and you asked about the daily schedule, you know, it takes us both. It, it absolutely takes us both. And I think we've just kind of fallen into, he handles certain things better. Um, he does great with math homework. You know, that's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, math and trash. Yeah, math and trash. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I put that on a business card. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I like to stay late with the kids and friends that are over. He, he, that's not his thing. So, you know, you just kind of fall into what works for the family, and you realize things aren't going to be perfect. They just aren't, you know. Things get overlooked. Things don't happen. And it's okay because the most important things do get done. And that's just the unity of our family and our marriage, our business. Yeah. And so we've talked a lot about, you know, God and the church has been, you know, brought up a lot in this. Where, um, where do you think that, or how do you think God and, and the church and, and your, your beliefs and your faith, how do you think that has helped all along the way? And, you know, why is that important to you guys? Yeah, I think it's at the end of the day, it's got to be the, the number one most important thing in your life. And if you're a if you're a believer, then it, it has to be number one. And fortunately for us, Shen and I both grew up at a young age, involved in church, saved at a young age, and uh, even you know through high school and college, we mean really committed to our faith and it helped us start out our life, you know, as young marrieds and helped us make decisions along the way and made a huge impact on a lot of, a lot of the things that we obviously teach our children today and what we want them to be involved in, involved in. But I, I'm just going to tell you that the truth is, is <clears throat> God loves his children, and if you will obey his principles, he will bless you. And we can look back and just go, oh my gosh, his hand was in that. Yeah. His hand was in that season. His hand was in that corner or that decision. 
Um, and so, man, we, we, we owe so many of our blessings back to him. And number one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We've had that conversation multiple times of there are times whenever you're starting out and things are very scary mm -hmm. and then just, uh, you know, God blesses you and you're like, I, that was unexpected, but mm -hmm. obviously very thankful mm -hmm. for that. And, and um, just can see his hand and obviously in you guys' life, but yeah. I feel like we can also feel that in my life too. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Just to follow up, you know, Shannon, I kind of want to hear your side of that. You know, I'm, my wife looks to you guys. I keep going back to Ashley, but she really doesn't look at you guys and, and look up to you. And, and she sees your faith and the, the uh, strength that you have in that. And it really means a lot to her. So I know she'd want to kind of hear what you yeah. have, would have to say about that. Yeah, it's everything. I mean, I, it's the reason for my existence is to glorify the Lord. And it looks different in other ways, in, in other seasons than it does in some. And, you know, <clears throat> I just remember from a young age, always having a desire to um, obey the Lord and hide his word in my heart and to seek him and to know him. And I know when I left high school, we were raised in a Baptist church. And I remember feeling like, okay, I have this grounding. I have this foundation, but there's got to be more, Lord. What do you have more for me in my relationship with you? And of course, there's been hundreds of lessons since then. And, you know, things that we've seen as we've grown and I just can't, you know, didn't think I could grow any more closer to the Lord. And this season, I'm like, where are you? Yeah, I you. <laughs> but um, I think that, like Brandon said, early in our marriage, our relationship really has always been just founded on the Lord and trying to make the right decisions. We've made mistakes. We are so not perfect. Mm -hmm. Many mistakes. But um, just our desire of our hearts are to please Him. And I think when you, you do that and you establish life choices and perspectives, um, like with a biblical perspective, then when things get rough and hard and you're like, I don't like you, like, who are you? And, you know, there have been seasons where we've been through that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. That there, we, you know, why do we stay? Why are we still married almost 26 years later? It's because of those convictions and those foundations that we both have chosen to stick to, even in those hard times. And then I would also say, for me, a big part of my relationship with the Lord is the Holy Spirit and just really listening to Him and um, not being afraid to take a step of faith. If I feel like He's leading me to do something, um, to not walk in fear with it, but as long as it's not going against, you know, something that the Lord has for our family, because sometimes it's not the right timing. You have to mm -hmm. wait for the right timing, but um, really to just learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, learn to stay in his word and prayer, like, like prayer. Like I love prayer. That would, that's one of my favorite things in life is just, it's hard to find the time to really get in my prayer closet and dig deep these days. But um, if I could choose to do something with it, I would say that has been life changing my prayer life and just being able to hear the voice of the Lord. I love all of that. I mean, just watching both of you guys as a couple and we all go to the same church. So, and I'm um, Shannon, I've spent some time with you on retreats and women's things and just seeing really the Holy Spirit shine out of both of you guys. Like you can feel that. Um, so I'm appreciative of, a, of that. And I think God has really worked in you guys so that you could shine outward for other people and it impacts other people too. So just thank you for yeah. that model. Yeah. And, and Brandon, you know, 
there's a couple other dads that we're on a group text and sometimes he'll just send out little things that mm-hmm. uh, just mean something to him or hey this helped me in my marriage or whatever and it's just a, a, a great example and, and just people to lean on you know and in a community like cash in that we're in that's you always need to have that person or group of people that you can lean on and we appreciate it that you guys are there for us um i want to go back a little bit to starting your business so we are you know i'm still i mean i'm three years into the insurance bill megan she just started her uh, mortgage brokerage and in last what it's been a year maybe mm-hmm. and it is scary right going from that w-2 being fed the money you know you just you're, you know you're getting that money to out now you're having to hunt and make make your own way tell me a little bit about that brendan what what did that transition look like and how did you go from getting that constant paycheck to okay i've got to make my money how did that work for you or how did that what did that look like in transitioning over into your owning your own business yeah, scary. Yeah. And some of us can hide that fear better than others. Um, look, the, the principle that you, you don't spend more than you make has to be in play. That That's the bottom line, right? That's personal and that's business. And so, yeah, there were times when we couldn't have what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And there were times when multiple times I've sat Shannon down and said, you got to stop. Or yeah. Us. We have to stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, we got to like really tighten things up. The houses need, you know, the shit needs tightened up for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, that's how business ownership runs, especially if you're on a, you know, a sales basis or commission mm-hmm. basis. My husband has that talk with me all the time. It's called a frugal fast, if anyone's curious. Yeah, he's like, we're on a frugal fast. Quit spending money. That's awesome. Uh, but, you know, I, I, if I look back and just, just from the home building standpoint, starting that business, obviously there are multiple things that come into play there from, you know, how, how do you acquire financing and what you can qualify for and how much risk exposure you can put on the ground, all those things. But... <clears throat> I felt like I had a very good perspective on don't do more than you can, number one, that you can take on or you're allowed to take on or qualify for. And so for me, it was baby steps. Mm-hmm. And then as things began to open up from both financial and my physical capabilities, it was just, okay, now we'll double what we did last year. Now let's let's try to double that the year after. And it was just a process of, just compounding year after year after year. And that's when you look back and you're like, how did I physically pull that off? Yeah. <laughs> involved, right? yeah. And, and, you know, some of it's planning and some of it just, it's just doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely believe in planning, but there's so many outside variables that can control what you do, especially in my industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, it's just, again, it's all about risk, but it's all about <laughs> the end of the day, not spending more than you make. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then I think too, for taking action, like actually getting a plan and then taking the action to do the things that you had planned to do. Mm-hmm. I think most people stop at the planning mm-hmm. and then they don't do the action part. And so now whenever you guys, and you already said this, so now that you're nearing 50, right, you can look back on that and just think, 
if I did that planning and I didn't actually take mm-hmm. action, where would we be? Mm-hmm. You know, would you mm-hmm. be still in a suit and tie working in Oklahoma city or, you know, having right. your cushion, right. it's just commendable to right. actually take right. action. And he is so good about if he steps out and does something, he finishes it. Like he is, he stays the course. He's faithful. I, that's a, a great quality that I, I've always seen in him. And something else I wanted to add to you is in those, those years that he's talking about from a financial standpoint, I can say that the two things that we were faithful in doing is from the beginning of our marriage, we went through a Dave Ramsey course, which taught us how to try to stay focused on being debt-free. And so we're not quite there, but we pretty, we, we've been pretty good about trying to have that perspective. Obviously, we carry a lot of business debt, but from a personal standpoint, that's kind of been just an, on a goal, you know, that we have tried to keep in front of us. And then tithing has also been something that I know that we were faithful to tithe, even when we didn't know how the money was going to fall. But we make sure that we did that, not to be legalistic about it. I mean, there are times where we just can't, but... Um, you know, just knowing that that was, we, we had to say, Lord, this is yours. Like mm-hmm. everything that we're doing and we have is yours and we trust you to provide what we need. And he did. Awesome. That, that is, I try to do that as, as faithfully as I can mm-hmm. too. And, and there is times when you're starting mm-hmm. a business that you write that check mm-hmm. for tithe and you're just going, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I can afford this, but I know I need to. And you do it. And then it is crazy. How uh-huh. in the weeks or months that come up, you say, "This I never saw this coming to me," right, right. and mm-hmm. yeah, and God. you feel like that's just right. God saying, "Yeah, I told you, I it told is. you I'd provide on the way." Question, yeah, yeah, that's right. yeah. It's that's so right. cool. Stop questioning me over and over yes. again, yes. and then I question him, and then we have that same conversation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> One question that we do like to ask people is just like, "Who has been influential in your lives?" And so I'll ask separately, Brandon, and then mm. Shannon, but. <laughs> Who has been influential in your life in starting, you know, for Shannon, I mean, for raising five kids and then also getting into real estate and being really successful in that, mm-hmm. who has been influential in your life? Well, I, I, as I kind of entered this real estate world for myself, I have to say that I realized there are roots. There are real estate roots in my family. My brother is a big realtor. You know, he's got family involved too, but looking back, my granddad out in Buffalo, where we grew up, he was always looking like developing things. Um, he was always investing and moving and then my dad as well. And so I think it's there, like there's a heritage of it on my side of the family. Um, so definitely my family has been a big influence for me as far as, um, just like my personal growth journey, there are like uh, Joyce Meyer. I love her. I love her podcast. Like she's she's amazing. I love to listen to her. Um, Dave Ramsey, obviously from the financial side. <clears throat> There's other people like Dutch Sheets for my prayer life. He has written a book called Intercessory Prayer. That was the book that was life changing for me. Friendships wise, you know, we have some friends, um, Brian and Kimberly Morgan, that I feel like have inspired us along the way. We've probably been friends with them for 20 years, at least. Um, She is a homeschool mom. She homeschooled her three girls all the way through. So she was a big inspiration to me um, in that time that I stepped on my homeschool journey and still is an inspiration. Um, But I would say those are 
probably the biggest influencers that I can recall. Right yeah, now. perfect. I love yeah. that. Brandon, what about you? Yeah, my answer is not going to sound so eloquent. As that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and kind of hard to explain, but yeah, um, I, 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 I can't really pinpoint specific people that I would say, hey, they've been this massive influence on me from a business standpoint. Uh, or, prof you know, professionally or, or personal, <clears throat> there are some names that I would choose to remain, you know, unspoken uh, today. But um, I, I, if I'm being honest with myself, I feel like I was, because of my up upbringing, we actually lived in town, but we were a, a part of a farming and ranch community. And I was thrusted into working on the farm from at the, well, at the age of six, eight, when I was driving a tractor at 10, 12 for a full day. And then I was driving a motorcycle to get to the field and driving that tractor all day. And then it was 16 and then now I'm changing out plows and pulling, packing wheel bearings and running cattle and working cattle. And it's just, I just feel like my upbringing has probably created the work ethic in me that is is the no lose attitude like it's not an option because mm -hmm. on a farm yeah yeah you gotta get it done right? yeah and there's no one else out. yeah no one else is gonna do it uh, and it's not a glamorous life and so i think a lot of that just has parlayed into who i am today um i lost my dad at an early age or at the age of 19 and kind of had to deal with wrapping some stuff up with our with our farm and our business and mm -hmm. again thrusting me into maturity a little bit quicker mm -hmm. than most kids are at, at college age and it just pushed I think that inner being in me to be successful and grind this thing out on my own and so I haven't had a lot of a lot of help if I'm being honest mm -hmm. and I'm kind of a private individual too where I don't yeah. <laughs> uh, especially peers in my construction industry I don't really know. I don't know what they do. I don't want to know what they do. I kind of put my blinders on and go do what I know I can do. And uh, whether, you know, all the details that, that surround that. But um, I just, again, I, I go back to the upbringing. It's the get it done attitude. And like she mm -hmm. said, the note, you don't quit. Yeah. Quitting's not an option. And so there's some days that, that I've been in my truck and literally I've shed some tears and I can't do this. Yeah. I can't go any farther. Yeah. And there are, there are days that I feel like I could calm my chest and um, I, I feel good about who I am and what I've created and what, what you know, how the words blessed us. So, um, again, that's not the eloquent answer, but I'll leave it at that. That's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yes, that, that is a daily thing i feel like for a lot of people of the roller coaster especially in business ownership like you said you know some people have that a lot of mentors and they follow exactly what they say but then on the other hand there's a lot of people that say i'm going to try to figure this out alone and you kind of learn and make mistakes and go for it but a daily thing where it's a man this today i feel really good about myself the next day you're like yeah. I'm going to have to shut down. Yeah. You know? um, I regret all of my decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So you Working. talked about, you know, you're kind of just figuring things out on your own. I want to talk a little bit about when you make a mistake or how, how do you handle that mistakes that you've made throughout the years? Because we all make mistakes. It's just how do you handle those a little bit different than others? Or, or do you have, you know, I, I know there's not a process for making mistakes. You don't want to make any. But what does that look like when you do make a mistake and how do you learn from that going forward? 
Well, certainly I've had my share of mistakes and most of the time in what I do, they have zeros behind them, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, honestly, you just kind of have to have a short memory and say next, mm -hmm. um, and, but try to learn from it, right? So, so the next time that doesn't happen again, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, uh, mistakes are gonna happen, learning from them, documenting them, and uh, trying to avoid, mm -hmm. avoid it down the road is the only way to go, I guess. Yeah. I, I think, too, sometimes we have blinders on and we can't see what we need to see. And so we keep making the same mistakes over and over until we finally learn the lesson mm -hmm. and can move on. So I could say there are seasons where I knew things weren't right. I knew things weren't going the right way, but I couldn't figure out where the mistake was being made. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of in the right timing that, oh, okay, now that makes sense and I can move on. So sometimes mistakes aren't so kind of dry. Sometimes yeah. it take a season for you to kind of figure out where you're going along and to, to fix the path. Which I do want to go back just a little bit. Um, you know, we've said that I admire you guys as business owners and as husband and wife, but really I admire you guys as parents too. And just going back to your story of working on a farm and that built you work ethic and that's who you are today. As a parent myself, I want to know, how do you instill that in your kids? Like I don't have a farm that they can go and work on. So how do, are you guys nurturing that in your children? Well, I wish we were nurturing it a whole lot more than we have, especially with the the two older, uh, <laughs> although they, they've been out and done, you know, a few items of, of work. And I really think that they've heard it from us. And so once they can kind of land on their own two feet in college and, mm -hmm. and afterwards will be successful and understand what true worth that mm -hmm. ethic is. But I, I think for, as a parent, it starts with, number one, the education and spending time with mom and dad <clears throat> and us being instructional. But it's the little things of from the chores to okay, you're you're eight now. I think you can do the zero turn mower. Mm -hmm. Let's get out there and let's get after it. And it's cool because two of my boys are at a young age where they desire it, they want it. And then like you know, then when they've done it a couple of times, I'm yeah, like, I don't want to <laughs> this was fun at first. Yeah, but, you know, th those are the small little things helping out around the house and engaging in that. And then hopefully they'll they'll you know pick up on maybe having the aspirations of doing something even at a young age, like starting a business, or how do I do this online and start my own blog, for example, or YouTube channel, or whatever the you know, case may be. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, I think it starts with us as parents, because if we let the world do it, they're probably not gonna build those skills. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And I can say that as a parent, it's easy to do things for your children. Yes. And keep doing them for them. So I think the biggest thing is to not do them. You know, mm -hmm. that's a lesson I've learned is, okay, this is on you. you got to figure out how to do it. And you might make a mistake or, or fall, but it's okay. Because mm -hmm. then you're going to become independent. You're going to learn the value of doing those things versus me doing it all for you um, and you not valuing the work I've just put in, yeah. if you do it yourself, then you're going to value it more. Um, I also think that just all the activities that the caching community provides for our kids, it's amazing how it grows them up. It teaches them responsibility from academic work to the sports to just all the extracurricular things. And then once they start driving like our twins are, 
Um, teenagers a whole different <laughs> They start driving and um, the more independent, and then they have to start making those safety decisions and social decisions on what kind of kid they're going to be out when mom and dad aren't there and peer pressure and all of that. So there's a lot of opportunity just in our community, just being available to your kids and, and being in tune with what's going on in their world to help instruct them um, how to, I guess, make the right decision mm-hmm. and see on their own two feet. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and so is that something you think your kids will fall in line in the construction or in real estate? Or do you think, you, or do you just really want them to find something that they want to do and go and run with it? We'll, we'll probably have two different answers here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might. Yeah. I think a lot of people probably have that dream of being in business with their kid and passing down that lineage of business to your children or grandchildren and kind of leaving that legacy as you guys talk of, but um, I honestly, I want, I, I just want my kids to be happy and successful. And if that's being a home builder or land developer or realtor, great. We obviously we can get them started much quicker, uh, <clears throat> but it's, I just want to make sure that they're, they're happy with what they're doing. And, um, I, I will encourage my kids and this is not, not biased to eat. Tonight, or a W two worker, but I'm all about being a business owner and entrepreneur. And I, I, I want my kids to have that same mentality, and and if it doesn't work out that way, that's fine. But as long as they're happy, successful, well educated, and and have a good head on their shoulders, and and uh, follow God's principles, then yeah, I'm, I'm I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I do hear Preston saying that he would love to pursue um, working with you and learning about it. Avery, on the other hand, right now doesn't want anything to do with real estate. <laughs> okay. that stitch. She okay. had a goal of going and being an ultrasound tech, um, getting her degree in that. So we'll see. You know. Her and Ashley. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, work together. Yeah. That's right. How funny. Another question that we like to ask people are books that are influential for you guys. I don't know if you're big readers, but are there any books that have you would recommend to other people if they're just starting out being an entrepreneur or maybe in family. Um, That's your alley. You've, you've read quite a few books. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, this is embarrassing because I'm not a reader and I have to be forced to read. So <laughs> I'm, I'm that kind of person that will take a referral book or, or find something that I'm anxious to read and it, I'll read the first two chapters and then this is all that I see on the rest of the year. Are there any um, two chapters that have been influential <laughs> in your life? Yeah. <laughs> there are some financial books that were you know, have an influence yeah. and, they, and they're older and they go back from authors like Larry Burkett and even Dave, Dave Ramsey or Robert Kiyosaki and those mm-hmm. guys, which have been around for a long time and kind of dates us being that's kind of what got me going on yeah. entrepreneurship yeah. a lot mm-hmm. so but the truth is and we, we've talked a lot about the lord and his principles but i'm just telling you there's so much wealth of information in the bible mm-hmm. that even talks about money and our work ethic and just just reading the proverbs it's mm-hmm. all through there um so i don't really need to take it from some 
expert yes. book. Yes. Yeah. When you can uh, take it from the Word of God. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not a big reader, and I should be because I know that that's where a lot of our, our knowledge comes from. So. That's all right. Thanks I'm, for being I'm, honest. I'm barely, <laughs> barely able to graduate college. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Did you have some, Shannon? Books. Oh gosh, I I just remember reading him, uh, seeing him read a bunch of those books, like the Rich Dad Poor Dad, and I know he. You did. You read more than you think. Um, especially in those early days of starting a business, and he was really trying to figure things out. As life's progressed, I used to be a big reader. I used to read a lot, but I just feel like it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. It's 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 hard. The, the, the question I always like to wrap up with on the Legacy Builder podcast is what is your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? And you know, what is it that at the end of the day, when people think of Brandon and Shannon Cotter, what is that legacy that you guys want to leave? I say the scripture that comes to my mind is a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And, you know, we could all dissect what does inheritance mean. Um, but I feel like spiritually, obviously, that would be the first inheritance that we want to leave, a legacy of knowing the Lord and having a relationship with Him. And then, um, so it would be wonderful to leave a financial legacy for our children, um, however that may look. I know we still have some personal goals that are out in front of us that we want to achieve that we're just praying for the timing and the right door to open. Um, that would uh, be that for our children to leave a legacy for them. And I don't know, Brandon, what, what's on your heart? It's tough. <laughs> In light of, we've talked about scheduling kids and business, and it's tough to put things into true action. We can think and have grandiose ideas and visions and even pray about these things, about what we want, number, number one, our life or our marriage and our financial picture to look like, even down to you know what we want out of our kids and who they marry and what, what they are professionally and, and then how they sustain themselves as their adults. And um, it's hard to just put all that into a picture, right? It's, and, and then from the reality is it's hard to train them and yet accomplish all these other things that you're trying to do as just mentioned. And so <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is I just, I just want my kids, like I said, to be happy and successful. Number one, know the Lord important to who they marry and the effect that that person, you know, has on them and what they bring into to their marriage as well. Um, if, if financial legacy exists, it exists. If it doesn't, guess what? They can get, they can pull up their boots just like I did, just mm -hmm. like we did. Yeah. Right? That's, that's what the human, human race is about. And so, but if we can do that, that's great. And yes, we do have goals and, and ambitions of what we would love to, 
to leave our kids and and some of that's financial and some of it's not shannon has dreams of having a compound where they all come back and we all live on property together i love it um, you guys have the perfect place I over here I yeah. so much that way. Uh, <laughs> love you be who they are. And i don't know if i want to be uh, granddad babysitter <laughs> But if you're on a compound, you would have other adults there, yeah, so yeah. you could go on a rotation. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you, this is, this is me personally saying, the legacy, I think, is even while you're still alive, the legacy kind of to me means too, when you've passed on and what did you leave behind, but even while we're still here with our kids and our family is, is if we, we've been successful, if we've kept them in close relationship mm -hmm. because if we've harmed our hearts or done something wrong to one another and it's created any type of ill will you know within the family and, and then you've pushed pushed them away or you've lost them that's not a success mm -hmm. so definitely want to leave that legacy of strong relationships and and family matters to mm -hmm. our children so yeah legacy of love that's kind of what that that uh I think of when I hear you saying that it's just love and peace in our family. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's great because, you know, just thinking of you, Brandon, and you, Shannon, and your family, that's what I think about is just a, a family, a great family that all works together that and just gets things done and, and they're are happy you know when you see when i see the cotters they're happy and i and i enjoy that and so just the fact that that's what you want to leave you're, you're doing a great job of it so far thank you so so uh, brandon shannon thank you guys so much for jumping on the podcast with us today it was awesome getting to really pick y'all's brain and uh, brandon i'll probably call you another <laughs> 50 times in the next year to, yeah. Yeah, try, uh, to, to pick up you know, the brains but I thank you guys for jumping on the podcast today yeah, thanks. Thanks. Great thanks talking to you. thank you Megan yeah, thank you. well Megan a lot of good stuff there with Brandon and Shannon Cotter um, just an impressive couple and I'm glad we got to talk with them today yeah Chris I loved being able to sit down and hear more from Brandon and Shannon about how they got their start the one thing that I really appreciate about their story is just jumping out and taking that risk and knowing that they were good at something and really taking that and running with it. And then the other part of just not only as business owners, but as a family and as husband and wife, they rely heavily on their faith and they are a huge inspiration and um, mentors for me. And I know that most of our listeners could also learn a lot from them. So Really, really great couple and glad we got to have them on our podcast. And that does it for the 10th episode of the Legacy Builder podcast. Thank you for jumping on and listening today. I'm so glad that we got to sit down with Brandon and Shannon Cotter. Uh, they are a couple that I lean on all of the time and I will be... Uh, uh, calling Brandon and probably picking his brain for the rest of my life because he's a good friend and he has learned a lot along the way and uh, like I said just their knowledge and their experience of building businesses along with having a big family and keeping that balance is impressive and something that uh, man if I can have some advice on that stuff I'm going to use it as much as I can 
and they are a good Christian family that um, is just a, a great influence on my life. And I'm glad we had them on today. Uh, their legacy of that family and faith is something that I want to structure my life after. And uh, they're just an impressive couple and so glad that we had them on today. So with that, I'm going to leave you with what I leave you every episode of the Legacy Builder Podcast. And that is, what is your legacy? Because we're all legacy builders.